This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metal Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of The Metal Pod. As you can tell, we have in an entirely new studio. Uh, the Studio H of Impact 89 FM, because we're allowed to be in the station now. This is our new home base for the Metal Pod, uh, hopefully. We still got all of our props and toys up front here for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, George forgot some, but that's all right. I was not told. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we picked it up from, it, it, the Metal Pod went from the bedroom to the studio. So, yes. we're, we're getting serious now. Yes, sir. Uh, let's, let's go to the short stories. Short stories, yeah. Um... You want to go? Yours, sure, I'll go. Yours, yeah. yours is more metal than mine, so I'll, okay. let, I'll let you go yeah, first. Yeah. So I'm going to stand up. You guys can see. Yeah, you can't really see that well, but it's a uh, shirt from this manufacturer called Belial Cabal, <laughs> and they're like a mom and pop's online art store, and they uh, they hand screen print all their shirts. That's pretty dope. And they, uh, they're metalheads. So Sounds their, like it. Yeah. So like on their Instagram, they'll post videos of themselves doing art and it's all like death metal. That's sick. So it's always cool to support other metal heads and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another disclaimer right now. Um, sorry if you can barely hear us uh, through these masks. It's just a station policy. Um, right. It is what it is. Um, we'd, rather, we'd rather be in here um, and have to wear masks than be at home in, in George's tiny bedroom. So, I right. mean, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to be here. So if I have to wear a mask, that's fine by me. Um, right. so yeah, sorry if you can't hear us, but we can hear ourselves through these and I think we sound pretty good. So, yeah. So, and we're, we're settling into, uh, to this new environment as well. So yeah, expect technical difficulties and hiccups and we'll work through that as fast as we possibly can. Correct. Um, anyways, the shirt I am wearing today, if you can, if you can all see it, this is my Belleville 3 shirt, as you can tell on the back there a little bit. I'm not going to stand up, but it says Belleville 3 on the back. Um, I will get into them when we get to the electronic portion of our episode because, ladies and gentlemen, the theme for this week is non-metal artists who are metal as fuck. So, Metal artists who aren't metal, non-metal artists that are metal. Right. Um, so, you know, basically it's we're, we're going to list artists that we like and that a lot of metalheads listen to that aren't necessarily sonically heavy metal. Right. Um, so no heavy guitar, no fast blast beats, right. stuff like that. Um, and, you know, take it with a grain of salt because we're calling these metal or these artists metal, but they aren't. It's just... These are artists that we like that aren't metal. And this is the episode that we get to talk about it. So yep. we're just going to get all of it out in one episode. Yeah. Well, but- not... We're not yeah. going to be hitting horrorcore. Yes. AKA underground rap. Right. AKA hard trap rap. We'll touch on it a little bit. Uh, cause those guys definitely fit into, or, or girls definitely fit into, uh, the metal artists that aren't metal yeah. genre. They, but, they fit this theme, but we're going to do a whole episode about them. Yeah. This is for, we're going to be talking about some mainstream rap for sure in this, yeah, in this yeah. episode and then just do a whole episode about underground yep. with a few of our buddies. So before we get into all that, though, we got some metal news. To start off, I guess it's not really metal, but uh, on the shirt I got right here, 
as you can see in a second. Uh, here at Michigan State University, we had a, a virtual concert this week by an indie rock band from Minneapolis, Minnesota, called Hippocampus. Uh, they're pretty sweet if you like indie rock. Um, yeah. They're, they're not metal by any means, but they're, like I said, they're just a good indie rock band. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, we made, our station made some t-shirts for, for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, just a cool virtual concert. First one I went to since Code Orange. Oh yeah. So, I mean. How was it? It was cool. Um, like, like I said, uh, it was virtual obviously. So how was the, how was the sound quality? It was pretty good. Um, they, they did it in like their home base in Minnesota. So there was some like lagging issues, but they, oh, right. they sounded really good to oh, be honest. Good. And, uh, people in the chat were going crazy for it. So it did feel like, I mean, you go to a concert for the community aspect and right. it definitely had that feeling, which was cool. Um, they did a, a short little cover of, uh, of hotel California by oh. the Eagles just for like a second, but it was still pretty cool. And they, they wrote their own, uh, MSU fight song. Oh, cool uh yeah they just did it on the spot it was it was pretty sweet um, nice yeah so if you went to that uh it's pretty cool um yeah we're they're cool with impact 8 on fm but yes. we work together a lot um and you know the, the concert was supposed to be an actual concert that we were going to film for you guys uh but they were they accommodated everything and did it virtual so yeah and it turned out really well so yeah. huge shout out to them thanks again hippocampus for doing that um next one this one is a lot more metal um George, I don't know if we've ever really talked about Metalocalypse, but did you watch that show at all? Yes, um, a little bit. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen it all, but uh, HBO Max is now streaming every episode ever. Oh, so that I make, have HBO Max. Yeah, so do I. So that's that's pretty clutch, honestly. Yeah. I, I might have to go back and rewatch that all. Um, yeah, I, uh, I didn't love it uh, when I watched it, but I, I, I watched like a couple episodes, mm-hmm. so... I, I absolutely love it because, you know, it's it's a adult cartoon show about heavy metal. Right. And the, the premise, for those who don't know, it's about a band called Death Clock that is a death metal band that is bigger than the Beatles in, in this fictional world that they're yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a comedy, but they like, Death Clock is like a legitimate band. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they write the music for the, like the theme song and all that. Right. The, the guy's name is Brennan Small. It's one guy doing all the music, uh, doing all the, the writing for the show. He's he's kind of a creative genius. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty stoked about that. Uh, hopefully when COVID is over, Death Clock can go back on tour soon because like, he actually does do touring for it. So oh, cool. that's pretty cool. Um, speaking of metal in the mainstream though, uh, are you familiar with the band called The Who? Not yeah. like Not like the, the classic rock band, but like the new... Mongolian metal band, The Who, like HU. The, oh, I uh, I didn't know that, the, that that's what they're called, but I know who you're talking about because I saw the documentary about them. Oh, there's a documentary? It's, it's like a YouTube thing. Okay. Um, yes, so I do know what okay. you're talking about. Well, as I mentioned, they're from Mongolia, and uh, the Mongolian government uh, printed, or I don't know what the, what the technical term is for like, making money but there's now a who mongolian coin or something they're really? like it's like abraham lincoln on a penny but it's it's the who on a mongolian piece of currency wow yeah so that's awesome that's like as mainstream as metal can get right there when 
what the hell i know it's right? so random that sounds like something they do in like finland <laughs> like or like sweden like oh yeah here's your <laughs> amana marth dollar you know what i mean like yeah it, that's kind of random but that, that's really cool yeah i want to go to mongolia just to get a, a, who. a who coin yeah and just kind of have it right frame it <laughs> so that, that's pretty dope i would say um next one though uh how about a band called gray days Are you familiar with them no that was the band that chester bennington of lincoln park oh. was in before he joined lincoln park um okay they they released a ep called amends because um, they they released a bunch of his unre like unreleased material last year and now they just released like a stripped down version of that as an ep so okay. it, it's more like chester bennington unreleased stuff so i know there's i mean i was a huge lincoln park fan growing up so i'll take any chester bennington i can get because he's obviously gone mm -hmm. now um unfortunately rest in peace but uh yeah like i said i'll take any any new piece of material from him so nice that's pretty cool uh last one here this one is uh kind of weird have you heard anything about spotify in the news lately no apparently they i, I didn't really look into it because i was honestly i was scared to because the headline said spotify wants to listen to you in order to recommend music no way yeah that's what it said and like i said i'm kind of scared so i didn't even open the article because <laughs> <laughs> i mean they probably already do your phone already does for sure i know so it's like sure i mean i there's nothing we can do to stop it yeah but there should be because that is just so messed up when you think about it like well, it's well, artificial intelligence spying on you yeah well what if it's what if it helps you what if it's like oh it hears you say like say what say what and then it plays all in the family for you well not it hears you say say what and then it recommends that song then i'll be pissed but, dude there's so many all right what if like what if you and me were like talking shit about nickelback and then it recommended nickelback yeah because i don't fucking want to listen to nickelback but since we're talking shit about them it's going to recommend it for yeah, me i don't want that yeah yeah there, there's nothing that you can do to stop it unless you just like download all your music like but that that's a bitch. Yeah, it is. You can do it. I used to do that all the time because yeah. I was like, I was so anti streaming service. I know. But it's it's just so convenient to have it. It is. I I know exactly what you're saying because yeah. I was in the same boat. But it, 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 there there are there is software out there that you can pretty much download anything you want uh, at full quality. But it's just annoying because you got to do it on your laptop and then drag it to your phone and yeah. It it is a bitch for sure. Yeah, because I mean, we were we were raised on like, and I know you still use iTunes, right? Like you you download my library, shit. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I did for the first fifteen years of my life, and then yeah. streaming came out, and I was like, oh, this is right. I, I don't have to buy CDs anymore; I can just have it on my phone. I mean, I, I just want like a two terabyte iPod that has every album from every artist that I like on it. Yeah, and I would be I would die happy. I could listen yes. to that. I could listen to that for the rest of my life. I I agree with you completely. But that would take like. A long time to do it would so i mean we we're working with what we got I <laughs> right guess, right so. yeah uh that's that's metal news you ready to to get into it let's do it all right um i guess we're, i'll what no you go i was just gonna say we're gonna we're gonna do the top five early yeah uh so that's the first segment that we're gonna do right now yeah uh, it's top five artists that non-metal artists that are metal right and 
I did it a little differently, so we're just going to dive into it so we can cover a wide area of topics. Mm. Um, starting with, uh, you know, <laughs> it might it might sound weird when I say it out loud, but once I kind of tell you the background, it might make some more sense, but heavy metal is deeply rooted in classical music. So what I did was I picked five genres that, you know, either metalheads like or have an influence on metal or were influenced by metal, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, starting with classical, I mean, that was the OG heavy shit, you know, like back in whatever years that shit went on. But, um, are you familiar with the tritone? Yes. The, the devil's note? Yeah. Yeah, so that was like... It's pretty cool. It is very cool. And Black Sabbath, their first song on their first album, Black Sabbath, they used the tritone. And that's why people freaked out. And that is why I think that's the true birth of heavy metal. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Just because... So explain to the people what, what a tritone is, if they don't know. It's, for anyone who knows the song Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, just that that very simple yet very heavy chord at the beginning where it's like... Dun, dun, dun. That's supposed to like summon the devil. It's according to old timey people. A tritone is basically just a tone that has three parts to it, and the there's something about like the like one of them that like set like it like sets it off. It yeah. just makes it, it's it's just an unsettling noise. It's right. all it is. Right. And back in the day, musicians that figured out it basically invented the tritone. Everyone was like, "This is summoning the devil." Yeah. But it's it's just an unsettling sound. Right. And just they were, it was being the devil was being summoned just because it's it it was heavier than anything. Like when you think of classical music, you think of like you know piano and like light stuff that I want to listen to when I go to sleep, something like that. But like these people, these these artists I'm about to name were like metal before metal even existed. Um, starting with Richard Wagner, uh, he was a, a German composer. Uh, his famous piece of work is probably Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. Good, heavy. You, yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you seen Apocalypse Now? No. It's a uh, it's a Vietnam movie. I've seen. I know the scene that you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's used in a lot of movies too. Yeah, it's everyone knows that song when they hear it. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna try to replicate it because I'm gonna butcher it. But dun, 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 that's the one, right? Yeah, that okay, one. Yeah. And in Apocalypse Now, they're riding into battle in in helicopters, just blaring that like. <laughs> That was almost as cool as when, uh, in Forrest Gump, when they did the <laughs> Vietnam ride in helicopter, but with all along the watchtower. Almost as cool as that. Yeah. That's, I think that's cooler. What's cooler? Jimi Hendrix coming into Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Fortunate Son by CCR, Korean's Clearwater Revival, is like the most overused Vietnam song in Which movies. Which one? I don't know what that song that is. Uh... Well, again, put it on the, just put it on the playlist. I'll listen to it later. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. Uh, Gustav Holst, do you know him? No. He's a, a British composer, probably my favorite piece piece of classical music. He has a piece called The Planets, and, okay. and there's an opus in there called Mars, Bringer of War. It is, it is absolutely metal as fuck. So, yeah, and shout out to Britain. Nice. Always. Always uh, inventing good shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, what about Niccolo 
you might like this guy. His last name has the word pagan in it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it specifically, but it's Paganini, I think. The, the violinist? Yes, the yeah. Italian violinist. So yeah. you know him? I watched this whole thing about like the devil and shit and he was on there. <laughs> of course he was. I think it was, it, I think it was the devil in music was the YouTube video. So Di- Diablos in Musica. Whatever it is, yeah. yeah. So you want to tell that story about um, this guy? I mean, I just, I don't know much about him other than, other than the fact that he's a violinist and like, I mean, Randy Rhodes, who, as we know, is one of the best metal guitarists of all time, mm-hmm. pretty much brought the neoclassical, there, there's a whole subgenre of metal called neoclassical metal that is I am aware. directly influenced from classical music and Randy Rhodes is best known for that, but so many other people do it. Um, so how, how did that violinist end up on your list? Just because I know that he's metal as fuck. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. So, uh, he's a, he's like a really good violinist. He's Italian, right? Yeah. Um, and one day he had a, when was he alive? Do you remember 1800s? I have no idea. Okay. Way further than that probably. Yeah. Long time Uh, ago. Yeah. So he, um, he had a dream that the devil came to him and he was like a small, like a, like a cherub. Mm -hmm. It was like, like, that's how he envisioned it. Okay. And he had a violin and uh, Niccolo, that's his name? Niccolo Paganini. He, he said that the devil came to him in a dream and played the violin for him and played it so well. He played it better than he had ever heard anyone play it. <laughs> and when he woke up, he tried to replicate it. And then that became, I can't remember the name of it, but it became like his most famous piece of work. Is it Caprice number 24? Probably. Okay, that's the one I have written down. Okay. But I don't and know then he said that his version was so inferior that he if he hadn't made a living off of playing violin he would have quit forever wow isn't that like a crazy story that is sick i never knew any of that yeah and you know i mean that that kind of plays into the mythos that you know satan was the angel of music right right and so yes it's kind of an interesting background it's metal as fuck it is and that's that's why we're talking about this you people at home might be thinking like why are they talking about classical music right now? But you look at all these things and it's, that's why we're doing this episode because- It adds to the ethos of metal. Yeah. And just the, there's so many different things that have influence on metal. So, mm-hmm. um, and speaking of that, uh, I got to mention one opera guy, uh, whose name is Giuseppe Verdi. He's Italian. Um, and yeah, I mean, opera's got some, uh, influence on metal. I mean- the vocal I, style. Yeah. Like I think of like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. They've got that very, every power metal band ever yeah, yeah. got the very operatic vocal style. Uh, what is it? Um, Symphonica? Who is that band? At? Symphony X. Symphony X. Yeah. yeah. It's like all that type of shit. Yeah. Have you heard of a band called Augury? Augury? Yeah. I don't think so. They're a Canadian prog death metal band. Okay. But they have, uh, on one album, they have a female vocalist. That does uh, operatic vocals, okay, along with heavy growls. Okay, it's cool. That does sound pretty sweet. It, it it's it all blends together. It's like yeah, you can look at all of this old shit and 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 you see the the influence that it brings into metal because metal musicians are just crazy and yeah. they want to throw everything in the kitchen sink exactly at their music and it's awesome. Right. And one last guy uh, for the classical portion. He's he's a more modern guy uh, who we've talked about before. Mr. Ennio Morricone, the Italian film composer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his probably most famous piece of work is Ecstasy of Gold from The yeah. Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Right. That's a song that Metallica plays every time before they walk on stage. Uh, good. Yeah. So, I mean, 
that that says it all right there. He he was a legend. He passed away last year as well, but he yeah. was my favorite film composer ever. So he's like some modern classical stuff. Yeah. Um, should we uh, should we move a little quicker? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think the most the the genre that has the most direct influence on metal is the blues. Right. Because if you ask Black Sabbath, they would they would tell you that they, I mean. I don't know if inventing metal is what we did. We were just trying to play heavy blues. Right. Um, I mean, blues is in the name. Um, it's the, the blues are, is like, you're, you're sad. All the lyrical content of the blues is like about heartbreak or whatever else it, it is. Um, and like we talked about before it, it or originated from like slave music. Um, yeah. so it's, it's the most American music. I think the blues, um, the, the heavy and heavy metal, comes from the blues, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. My personal favorite blues artist is a guy named Howlin' Wolf. Uh, so many metal artists have covered him. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, another guy who I think the most, th- this this next guy speaks to, like the like you said, the, the mythos of metal. Do you know a guy named Robert Johnson? Yeah, yeah. He has that one song. Crossroads? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the story behind that, which I know you will appreciate. He he sold his soul to the devil for the ability to play the guitar as well as he did. Um, and again, that's that's just a myth. Who knows? Like he, it, it could have been the same thing as Paganini, where he had a dream about it. Um, could have been on drugs. Could have been any number of things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he was in that one YouTube video I told you about. The the, the devil and music thing. Musica diabolica. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah, they mentioned him. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, I mean, if you look, if you put that in context now, it's like, oh, look at all these great musicians. They're a part of the Illuminati. They sold their soul <laughs> to the devil. Like who comes up with this stuff? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it, it builds the mythos. It does. What it, is. it does. And and he was famous in the thirties. So, right. I mean, not too long ago. Right. I mean, and, and he died shortly after he's part of the 27 club. That's why people are, and that's, that, that's another layer of it. Like, yeah. oh, he died when he was 27. Like yeah. the devil took him out. Like, right. Who, what? who knows, man? I mean, his, right. his influence can still be seen though, just because that yeah. story is so, yeah, it is metal. <laughs> right. Um, legendary. Yeah. Another guy, uh, John Lee Hooker, um, his, his big song is probably boom, boom, boom. Okay. Uh, he's from Mississippi, I think, but he's got some kind of tie to Detroit. Okay. So I just want to shout him out real quick. Cool. Um, other than the blues though, but kind of in the same realm is, uh, I mean, jazz and swing music definitely have their place in metal. Yeah. You can see the influence of jazz in prog rock and prog metal especially, I think. Yeah. And then swing. I mean, you listen to some of those early Black Sabbath records and it is, Bill Bill Ward, their drummer, is he's playing swing music through his drums. So uh, Buddy Rich, who's considered like one of the best drummers of all time, he was a, he was a jazz guy who's had so much influence on every rock and metal drummer who came after him. Uh, even Glenn Miller, who was like the, the king of swing, okay. uh, had like an, a swing orchestra. So I just had to shout them out real quick. Very nice. Yeah. Um, after blues though, um, kind, kind of similar, kind of not. Um, country music, actually. I mean, <laughs> say what you will, man. Country has some, there are some pretty metal as fuck country artists, I would say. And, and they kind of share the... yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. What do you got? Um, 
So I'm country is probably the genre on this on this episode that I have the least knowledge about compared to the others. So I I hit up my buddy Taylor who I shouted out last time. Oh, on the metal pod, he is from Louisiana. Okay, so he's a huge huge country fan. So I, I literally texted him and asked, "Who are who are the most metal country artists?" <laughs> And, and literally, literally a second after I sent that text, he, he responded with Brantley Gilbert, number one. Okay. He is, he's a, a modern country singer. Okay. But, uh, apparently he, he grew up listening to metal, love, love metal. He's, he's more of a rowdy style of country. Right. Uh, which, which I like. I mean. That's probably, I was going to say, that's like what I would listen to if yeah. I listened to country more. Exactly. I'm surprised you don't like country more. You seem like, uh. I mean, I, I like it. It's just, I, I will say the, the reason I'm not. Super into country is because my dad hates country more, okay. more that, than anything. That, that's what I meant. I thought I meant like uh, I figured you knew more about it than other stuff because you grew up on it, but you didn't. I did not grow up. Your dad on hates it. it. My dad absolutely hates it. Spoken like a true metalhead, <laughs> my kind of guy. Exactly, but like I listen to country now and I like it, especially like another guy Taylor said and who I've loved. This guy I've loved since like I found out about him before I even met Taylor. Uh, Hank Williams the, th- the third. Okay. Hank, Hank, Hank Jr. and Hank Sr. are like the popular ones. Okay. But Hank the third is just like a rebel. He's a rebel as fuck. He, he, he's a, he's a country guy for sure, but he has like metal side projects. Oh. So he's dope. Um, and you, you know the band Devil Driver, correct? Oh yeah. After the, after Sarah Maynard informed us. <laughs> right. Um, Hank did a duet with Devil Driver. Uh, that was a cover of his original song called Country Heroes. Okay. And and him and Devil Driver just turned it metal as hell. It is such a sick song. It's just, it's literally about just getting wasted with your country heroes. That's... Oh, nice. That's that's the main lyric. Um, yeah, Hank was featured on, I think I've told you about this many times, as I'm sure I probably have, being a huge Pantera fan. Um, Pantera did a country album called Rebel Meets Rebel, with David Allen Coe, who right. is a country legend. He's like an outlaw country guy. Okay. Um, they, they did that album without Phil, obviously. It's it's Pantera with David Allen Coe on vocals. Cool. So, yeah, it's sick. Hank, Hank was featured on there. Um, so, yeah, obviously got to shout him out. Um, nice. Another modern guy who's probably my favorite modern country artist is uh, Zach Brown. Uh, he's obviously super mainstream, but he he's been known to cover metal uh, in his concerts, he throws in a few metal songs each each night, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Uh, he did a, he he had Chris Cornell featured on one of his albums. Oh, cool. So yeah, that was, again, kind of in the, in the same realm as Rebel Meets Rebel. It's like country metal, you know? Right, right. So that's pretty sweet. And then last guy I got on here for country is uh, Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> he's, he's more of a, a parody. A meme guy. Yeah. But he's funny and he and he kicks ass. Yeah, I'll, I'll say something about metal or uh, country. Okay. Um. So I have on my list. This is Brendan's list. Obviously, he has like top fifty. But right. Uh, Jerry and, Cantrell. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say at any point, like just just throwing in an artist that you think relates, which I think you're about to do. With, this is the with first Jerry. one that. Yeah. So Jerry Cantrell, uh, you know, guitarist of Alice in Chains, obviously one of right. the founding members, said that he took a lot of inspiration from country because he grew up on country. Mm. Um, and that, you know, he said that he, uh, is, was inspired by the emotion more so than the sound. Mm-hmm. Cause I wouldn't say that 
Alice in Chains is country inspired at, by any means. In their acoustic stuff, you can hear the influence. In though. the acoustic, that's why that's that was my next point. When you hear like when you listen to like Don't Follow, Sap, and yeah, Don't yeah. Follow, you can hear that influence. Not so much in their albums, right? Uh, but if you listen to his solo stuff, though, his first album, Boggy Depot, it's like a country album, really. But it's good, okay. <laughs> as opposed to other country, it's like full blown country. I'd say it's like rock and country. Okay. It sounds like Alice in Chains if it was country. Okay. That's pretty interesting. And just Jerry Cantrell singing. Um, but so it's, it's like it's like dark country. Yeah, yeah, I'd okay. say. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Not quite as dark, but. Right. Um, and then he moved on to his, should I just, should I just start talking about Jerry? And then yeah. we'll move on? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, and then that's, uh, he moved on to Degradation Trip, which I've mentioned a couple times, which is his yep. second solo project. Mm-hmm. And that was after Lane died. Mm. And he dedicated the project to Lane. Yep. And it has the drummer from Faith No More, Mike Borden. Wow. Uh, he plays his drums on that on that album. And then um, the Ozzy Osbourne slash Black Label bassist, Robert Trujillo. Oh, yeah. Who's in Metallica now. Yeah, obviously. who's in Metallica now. Yeah. That's sick. He, so he played bass on that album. Wow. Um, and Jerry said that uh, he recorded the album in the Cascade Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and the quote is, in 98, I locked myself in my house, went out of my mind, and wrote 25 songs. I rarely bathed during that period of writing, and I sent out for food. Uh, and he said he didn't leave the house for like three or four months. Jesus. Yeah. Quarantine and, before quarantine was a thing. Yeah, I guess. So he just like, Lane died, and he said, fuck it. Yeah. Basically, he well, couldn't handle it. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, and if you listen to the album, it's, it's not metal, but it's really, really heavy. And dark, yeah. And the lyrics are just like dark as fuck. Okay. Um, and that's why I put them on the list because because of those two because it's like uh, it's like country rock kind mm-hmm. of metal not really metal but it's it's heavy right so and and just another disclaimer I I included zero rock artists I mean some yeah. some, some of those country guys have some rock influence but like no true rock artists were put on this list I have no true rock artist on this list correct so but yeah I. After you telling me that, I want to listen to that because that sounds like my kind of country music. Listen to Degradation Trip first. Okay. That's the one he did right after Lane died? Yeah. Okay. It's dedicated to Lane too. Okay. Uh, the lyrics, uh, you know, talk about that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to hit the next genre you got? Yeah, I think we have some, uh, some, some shared love for this next one and okay. that is electronic music. Yeah. EDM, dance, whatever the, whatever the hell you want to call Dumbstep. it. Dumpstep. Yeah, I mean hard style. Yeah, there's like thirty names. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, um, I guess I'll I'll explain these guys on my shirt. Um, they're they're not by any means my favorite artist on this list, but they are the ones I have the closest tie to. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Um, do you know where techno music was created? No. What if I told you it was Detroit, Michigan? I wouldn't, I, I mean, I, okay, continue. I mean. I don't know. I wouldn't believe you, I guess. Right. So the Belleville three, Belleville is about, I'd say a half hour west of Detroit. Okay. And it is where my dad went to high school. Okay. And my dad was really good friends with the Belleville three, the guys who literally invented techno music. What is your argument for them inventing techno music? Because it's like a well-known fact. Oh. Like, so I'll just, I'll just go through them. Juan Atkins is one of the guys. He is known as the godfather of techno. Really? Yes. 
And okay. Another another guy of the Belleville Three is Derek May. He is known as the innovator. Um, he kind of, you know, he brought innovation to the mix. Okay. And then the last guy of the Belleville Three and probably the most popular is Kevin Saunderson. And his nickname is the elevator because he like, he took it to a new level. Okay. He was like the first one to really become big. Um, yeah, like I said, they, they literally invented techno music and coined the term. So that everyone agrees on that. Yes. Generally. Generally speaking. Like, like the same way that everyone agrees that Black Sabbath made metal. Everyone agrees yes. that the Belleville 3 made techno. Right. Oh, like techno oh. as we know it today. That's very interesting. Yes. Um, dad's friends with them? My dad was really good friends with Kevin because they played basketball together. Oh. Um, yeah. I, I, he, he said he, he knows the other two, um, but he was like, he was really good friends with, with Kevin. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's why I'm rocking the shirt right now. Um, nice. But yeah, being from Detroit, they were just inspired by like, Detroit's a very industrial city, obviously. Yeah. Because of the automotive industry. Right. So that kind of influenced their sound. Um, and I mean, th- this next piece I'm going to say right here is like, this is, when, when I heard them say this, I was like, wow, like this is kind of how metal works. They, they said, we, we want techno, techno is a philosophy. It's not, it's not entertainment. It's a philosophy. And part of that philosophy is to save the world from bad music. From what? Bad music. Okay. Okay. So I, I heard that and I was like, that's, that's what metal is, you know, like, yeah, it's a philosophy. It's a way of life. Techno is, it's interesting that they said that about techno because I guess I just don't know that much about it. Yeah, and I I, I just, don't either. I can't. I feel like I, I can't listen to it the way that I listen to metal. Right. The way the same way that I couldn't listen to metal when I first listened to it because I didn't understand it. Right. I don't really understand techno the same way. Yeah. Like I can't distinguish the best techno from like the mediocre. Yeah. And we're we're gonna get into dubstep here in a little bit. Um. But techno is like, it's the. It's different from dubstep. Yeah. Like dubstep evolved from techno though. Is right. What, right. Is right. What yeah. I'm no. Saying. For sure. So um. They, the, the Belleville three, uh, they opened their own club in Detroit called the music Institute. Mm. And, and again, a very metal thing to do. They would just have their friends play these shows there and kind of like boost, boost the scene. So just, just kind of like a grassroots effort to, um, make it big. And, uh, techno actually became super popular in Britain, uh, before, before anywhere else. Um, Really? So I that, think I do that. Yeah, I mean, Europe obviously they they love their raves. So yeah, that's kind of how, how. That's like this. That's like that might be the biggest genre in Europe. You think? Maybe. Oh, now, yeah. When I was there, remember when we were there? Yeah. It was like all techno, like EDM at like the clubs. Yeah, that is true. The baseline was like EDM. That is very true. Now you, I didn't even think about. I that. I didn't either until just now. But now that <laughs> I think back, it was like every club was like EDM. Yeah. So that's. My, my point is they, they took it to like a worldwide level and EDM is obviously a very worldwide uh, phenomenon. And I just think it's sweet that it's from the same place we are. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like it, cool. it, it originated here. Right. Um, have you ever been to the Movement Festival? No. Have you heard of it? MVMT? No, just, okay, just no. the Movement. It's, no. it's like the biggest electronic music festival in Detroit. Okay. I mean, Electric Forest oh. is, is probably huge now i think it's bigger it is but like edm is huge in case you guys didn't know people in michigan go nuts for edm yes like people come from 
all over the country to go to Electric Forest, which I've been to. Oh man, that's so, that's a bucket list thing for me. Yeah, for sure. yeah. No, I'll talk about it in a second. So I'll, okay. I'll let you finish on these guys, though. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it's. I mean, movement was Electric Forest before Electric Forest was a thing. Um, Got it. It's more like house and techno, which I'm not really into as much. Um, okay. So yeah, but the Belleville Three started that festival in Detroit. Oh, cool. So house music is pretty interesting, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's like the same beat for five minutes, <laughs> right? And that's the thing. I went there and I was like, this just isn't doing it for me. You didn't like it? I mean, I I appreciate it because it's like, it's cool. It's just, like you said earlier, I'm not going to go and listen to it on my own. Yeah. Like, I, lo- I like dubstep because I can bang my head to it. Right, right, right. And that's right. kind of the, the similarity it has with metal. You can bang your head to it. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, EDM, I, I, I've, my opinion on EDM is kind of funny. It's like, the the way that metal is to the world is like the way that EDM is to me. It's yeah. like, I like it, but I just can't listen to it for more than like an hour. Yeah. But I can listen to metal all day. Some like usually, you know, I get what you're saying, but like EDM, it's like, holy fuck. Like how, how often, how long can I listen to, but then people look at metal and it's like, how long, how, how long can I listen to, it's just a different kind of, same thing. it's basically, it's just high energy. Yeah. And there's lots of similarities as there is, as you just said. Yeah. I'll talk about electric forest for a second. Yeah. Go for it, please. Uh, so I went to 20, to all my wooks out there, uh, you're, you're going to know about this one. 2017, I want to say, 2018 maybe. Okay. I think it was 2017. I was still in high school mm-hmm. uh, and I went on accident. On so accident? I didn't even know what Electric Forest was. <laughs> oh my God. And my friend's like, all right, let's go to the beach today. It was three of us. We were planning to go to the beach. On the way to like Holland, uh-huh. his, my buddy goes, hey, do you guys want to go to this music festival for free? For free? Yeah. Electric Forest. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So we go, we go back, like 20 minutes back, we meet up with his two buddies, so there's five of us in the car, uh-huh. and we drive to Electric Forest, and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. I know it's EDM, <laughs> I know I've been to like one rave in my life, yeah. sure. And we get there, and uh, the way that they do it is, you put the wristband on, two, you have to have two wristbands. Okay. So the two buddies had wristbands, they both go in, scan them in, you have to scan them in at Electric Forest, mm-hmm. and then one buddy comes out with two wristbands. You get one person in at a time. Hell yeah. You got to scan them out too. So me being the dumbass that I was, they're like, hey, they gave me a wristband. You're going to go in first. I tightened it all the way. You fucking idiot. Because it's like, you can't untighten it, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. one of those. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't take it off. And then we got some lotion and I just ripped that bitch off oh without God. tearing it because you can't tear yeah, it. Yeah, you can't yeah. cut it either. Right. And it tore just a little bit. My and I mean, we had to go through the same thing at download and I mean- I think that's just a festival thing, obviously. It is, yeah. It's so it was so easy. Yeah. I, I, I also went out to get the last guy, my uh-huh. buddy. Yeah. I just scanned both wristbands and went out and went back in. It was easy. There you go. Um and yeah, after that I turned into a uh what do they call him? I mean, my my favorite I'll get in I'll get into him in a bit, but my favorite DJ is Excision. He just refers to his fans as headbangers. Headbangers. I or mean, bass heads. Bass heads, bass heads. That's bass nectar's thing, right? Right. I've also seen bass nectar. Yeah, same. He's it's cool. He's someone told me bef- he, he's my one hot minute. So oh, really, yeah. Okay, I'm excited to hear what you say. Okay. But uh, yeah, Electric Forest changed my life. Um, EDM is kind of weird. People yeah. that like EDM are kind of weird. People that like metal are weird, but EDM heads are a little, a little more out there. Well, since we're on the subject of EDM, we can just throw in the people I was going to say anyway. Okay, um, Sullivan King. Yeah, you mother. talk about Sullivan King, please. I've cause... seen Sullivan King too. He's cool. He's like. The perfect pairing of 
for a metalhead of metal and EDM. Okay. Excision is also metal and EDM, but he's right. more on the EDM side. Yeah. Sullivan King is like guitar worship plus EDM. Okay. And the time that I saw him was at the intersection in Grand Rapids. Nice. And he has, he looks like Jesus. He has like long hair. <laughs> yeah. And he pulled out a guitar and he was riffing on it. Okay. So he's like a DJ and guitar, uh, like metal guitarist. That's sick. So he's cool. That is dope. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, Excision, um, I'm going to talk, I mean, I can't even get through that sentence without laughing, but I'm, I'm going to talk about Skrillex too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> don't give me that look bro he's you're gonna take me back to seventh grade man. i know exactly i was the biggest skrillex fanboy in seventh grade how did i know how did i know i already knew <laughs> i bet you loved that and playing call of duty didn't you <laughs> how did you know bro because i was the same way okay i played call of duty non-stop <laughs> yeah when i was in seventh grade yeah black ops was the shit um <laughs> skrillex and no uh, way yeah i would i had like the the beats uh oh, studios God, i wasn't like that just blaring skrillex before uh before games to, to get hype. <laughs> that is that's great <laughs> well dude part part of the way i got into this kind of music is because corn did the path of totality album which is each song has a feature with it with a dj and skrillex and excision were both on there oh, uh, down, down link was on there uh noisia um i'm i'm forgetting feed me is really good there's okay a lot more than i'm forgetting but interesting but yeah i just corn that album i mean obviously metal elitist freaked out because you know it's ed it's it's a metal band featuring edm guys and they were th that's why i i respect corn so much because they're not afraid to like do shit like that you yeah. know like they had Nas in one of their songs. Nas, Ice Cube, yeah, all, all these people. Like, they're not afraid to, to branch out like that. Um, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, speaking of Excision, though, that is, dude, I literally had to wear, he has a song called Neck Brace. Yeah. I, I literally had to wear a neck brace for <laughs> days after a show because I was, dude. You have a neck, you just had one? Or did you have to go to the hospital? I didn't have to, <laughs> have to go to the hospital, but. So you just bought one. I had one at home lying around for whatever reason, um, but dude, it that was the most I've ever headbanged at any concert. Like he, wow. dude, it's like you EDM said. EDM is very headbangy. Yeah, and the energy, like you said, at, at these shows are it's crazy. It's insane, and the people there are pretty interesting because they oh, call yeah. them rail riders. They have people yeah. on the rail that just yes, like almost as much as metal. No, no, it, I think the thing is that EDM heads are younger. Right. You go to a metal show, the average age is like, what, 40? I'd say 40 is a good average age. You yeah. go to EDM, it's like 20. Yeah. So everyone just, just they, they can move more yeah. physically. Uh, they don't mosh, though. It's no, there's no moshing, really. It's There is more now, but not as much as at a metal show. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to see a circle pit at no. an EDM show because that's yeah. just not the way some the people, songs are built. And some people that go to EDM shows don't understand that people want to mosh, yeah. everyone at a metal show know that, knows that you're going to get hit. Yes. Probably, you yeah. know. Because like, I've been to an EDM show where I've trying to start a mosh pit with someone and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm yeah. like, oh, my bad. Yeah. Metal guy here. Yes. I, I will say, um, I'm not going to get into Bass Nectar too much because I'm going to talk about him in my one hot minute. But you said you've seen Bass Nectar. I have as well. Did you go to uh, Freak Style? It like his set in the dark at Van Andel? Yes, yes. You, you went to that? Yeah. Dude, did you go to? The, did you remember how long the line was? Yeah, dude. Three outside for like an hour, and inside for like three hours. Yes. Actually, like three hours long. Just to get on the floor. Um, I fucking hated that did, so much. Did you end up getting on the floor? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was close. I had to sneak in, like to the floor part, because you had seating. 
Yeah, I te- like me and my buddy technically had uh, like seating seats, but they were not letting people onto the floor. Like they they were only doing it like so many people at a time. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And like we wanted to see some of the opening DJs too. I can't remember I, for the life of me for reasons you can probably expect why, but I we had to sneak in and and we did and I'm glad we did. Did you go to both nights or? I think I went to the second night. I also okay. got in for free. I went to the first night. How'd you get in for free? Our buddy uh, just knew someone. What the hell? His dad works for like the Marriott or like oh. owns the Marriott or something. Oh, that's pretty sick. So he, his, I think his dad just got free tickets for us. Okay. Somehow. But I will say that is one of the best concerts I've ever been really? to. Really? I was unimpressed. I mean, it was my first time seeing Bass Nectar also. So. Okay. And, and you know me, I'm more about the music than the visuals. Like the visuals are an added effect for me. Like I just care about the music. Yeah. So that. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> where were you? Were I you, was near, You were on the floor. Yeah. And you couldn't hear anything. I mean, I could. I just mean, it was so loud. I couldn't hear yeah. anything. Yeah. It's but, like a metal show. If you, like if you don't have earplugs, you're not going to hear yeah. the vocalist that well. That's, All you're going to hear is fucking drums yeah. and maybe some guitar melody. Just some distortion. Yeah, yeah, just distortion. So that's what I meant. Like. That's why I say when I go to concerts, I'm there for the visuals and for the bass. I, I get it. I can't even hear the vocalist half the time. Yes, I, I get what you're saying. And ba- that that bass doctor show was like he literally said, "I'm doing this set in the dark," meaning lack of visuals. It was supposed to be like a the gimmick was like a more intimate yeah. show. That's why they did it in the dark. And um, I, I loved it honestly. Yeah, it was cool. But and, this guy in line had a, an arm full of bass nectar shows. Uh, bracelets and I'm like there there must have been like 50 and I was like how many bass nectar shows like like where are you from and he's like oh I'm from wherever uh, New York and I'm like you came from New York (laughs) to see bass nectar he's like and he goes I'll go across the world to see bass nectar I'm a bass head bro like I'll go anywhere to see him and he he has like a cult following yeah but yeah I mean he's the king of sound though you know like that's that's his nickname oh and I mean I was I've listened to him on Spotify I the guy that, the the one person I just told you about said that, I told him it was my first time seeing Bass Nectar, right. and he goes, it's going to change your life. Yeah. And it didn't. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was sweet, but. Did it change your life, though? It was the best, mm, like I said, one of the more unique concerts I've been to, so therefore is one of the best I've ever seen. You also, we also went on different nights, so I don't know if that makes a difference. I, 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 th- I Maybe it was the expectation that killed it. Yeah. Because after that, I was expecting so much that that is true but and that that must have been my like 50th rave that i've seen really so it, I, I guess I, just, I was just like kind of jaded yeah i mean it was every it was everything it was a perfect night and i think i think the reason we kind of got on this tangent because i was going to tell this very brief story about like moshing at that show because i was like like i said i was kind of out of it just because it was in the dark loud yeah. loud noises all the shit yeah this this bass head like we were just going crazy like obviously for for bass nectar yeah and this bass head just turns around he's like this tall like a foot taller than I am he's, okay it's like bro are you okay like do you, you need some water he was just they were being so nice like that's a part of the reason why EDM shows weird me out people are a little bit too nice because they're okay they're on you know all right that's that's fair <laughs> but I also appreciate it because people yeah. are, but I also hate people so I hate <laughs> sometimes I hate when people are too nice because I'm like why are you being nice to me. Like, what? What's the reason behind it? You're gonna complain? About no, I'm, I'm, I'm being not complaining nice about it. I'm cl- I'm complaining about the reason behind it. Okay. Because I've had people that uh, 
have like I like at Electric Forest, for example, one year everyone's shit got stolen because while okay. everyone's in the forest or while everyone's in the forest, people would go into their tents and steal their shit. Yeah. So that's why it rubs me the wrong way. I, I get what you're saying. I just don't understand it as much. At a metal show, I know people are assholes. Yeah. In, in a sense. In a sense. I just know that they're evil. In a sense. Not evil, but I just understand metal heads more. I don't understand EDM heads. I, yes. And I, I agree with that. But in response to that, I will say I feel more safe at a metal show than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, ADM it's shows, it's weird because people are age 20, they're on drugs, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. They're, they vape a lot. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that like... <laughs> they vape a lot. It, they, they, Sinners. They're just mischievous. Yeah. Is, is my... And I'll get more into that in the, in the 100 minutes. Sinners. <laughs> they vape and they dress weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Um, probably my all-time favorite music artist that is not metal is and and it is partly because they are at the same time so metal is the prodigy oh and you you obviously know who they are we um, missed out on their show yeah uh their their singer keith flint he passed away a couple months before you and i were supposed to see him in chicago um see that that's the thing they're not a metal band but they're they play at these metal festivals yeah they're they're their their nickname they're the godfathers of the rave because, dude, I mean, they came out in the 90s. And the that, rave? Yeah. Wow. Because they were the first to, like, really make electronic music hard like that. Oh, I thought they were, uh, I thought they were a rock band. Well, see, that's the thing. They, they play guitars and shit, but they're not, like, a traditional rock band. It's weird. Like, you listen to it, and it's like, this, this would sound like metal if I didn't know better. But, like, <laughs> okay. they're not. They're, they're electronic. Okay. It's weird, but they're sick. Um, okay, cool. On, have you heard of Aphex Twin? Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. The, the guy, he, I guess. Yeah, he's like an experimental. He's he, dope. He's from Britain too. Um, See, that's 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 like one thing I'll say. Like, I understand that Aphex Twin is like one of the best in terms of like innovation. Yeah. Because he's regarded as such and... Because he pushes the, the boundaries. And he, he just, like the, sh- the shit that he makes is just like... Weird. He hot wires his own 808s. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he does like the Trent Reznor thing where he'll yeah, like yeah. make his own instruments. Right. Which is dope. He like stays up for like three days and writes music. Uh-huh. I don't know. No. Which is cool. Like, yeah. Avant-garde shit. It is very avant-garde. Um, but yeah, like the Belleville 3, they, they broke in Britain. The Prodigy is from Britain. Aphex Twin is from Britain. So like, it's like a worldwide thing and yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, so yeah, last genre, um, like we said, we're going to do a whole episode about underground rap, but right now we're going to talk about some mainstream rap artists that we like who are metal as fuck. Uh, I think we're going to save our, our, our most common favorite for last. Yeah. And you know who I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to start off with tech (laughs) nine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's he's a huge Slipknot fan. Uh, he's done collaborations with with Corey Taylor. Um, yeah, he's he's got some metal imagery. He, I mean, it's Tech Nine. He's sick. Yeah. Um, he's dope. Another one. The, these next few actually, um, old school hip hop is probably the most liked genre by metalheads outside of metal. I would say. You don't think country? No. I would say it's old school hip hop. I think a lot of metalheads like country. 
I would disagree heavily. Okay. I feel like I haven't come into contact with that many people who would say that. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just. It's I, either it's either that or old school hip hop. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Okay. Um, Public Enemy, they're. They're, they're, a lot of them like like uh, like the Beastie Boys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's another big one? Um, Run DMC. Run DMC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my barber loves Cypress Hill. Yeah, they're like an Cypress older Hill is the next band I was gonna. Oh, say. Oh, really? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and they're they're like they're kind of metal, but they're like, not old, but they they have like an old school sound. I mean, they were they were big in the '90s, so I mean, okay, so they are old. It's kind of old, and I mean, they're hits from the bomb. <laughs> exactly, they are huge stoners. Yeah. Um, big it's, big marijuana advocates. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just Metalhead Central right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Public Enemy. Uh, obviously, they did like the first probably NWA. Yeah, of course. Um, probably Outcast. See, like I feel like Outcast is more modern than uh, Cypress Hill is. Really. And I feel like Outcast doesn't slap as hard. I feel like no Outcast is like a, a feel good uh, rap vibe, whereas like feel good, like yeah. happy. Yeah, I mean that that could just be because hey yeah is like dude. Have you listened to AT Aliens? That's a song. It's an album by Outcast because they're from Atlanta. Yeah, AT AT Aliens. It's I it's it's not feel good. It's just like. Is really it? good stoner music. Really? Like really heady, like uh, just cool. Okay. I'll check it out then. Okay. Um, but yeah, going back to Public Enemy, they did like the first rap metal song when they did that uh, Bring the Noise collaboration with Anthrax. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is, because obviously like Aerosmith. It's bad, right? No, it's. That collab? No, it's sick. Oh, that, okay. That's like probably my favorite Anthrax song. Really? Because it features Public Enemy. Okay. But, like Aerosmith and Run DMC did that Walk This Way remix. That was like the first rap rock song you could say. Okay. And then Bring the Noise with Anthrax and Public Enemies, like the first rap metal. Mm. And then it just took off from there. Um, another old school hip hop crew that is awesome is Wu-Tang, of course. Yeah. They're also some stoners. <laughs> Curry Taylor's a big uh, Wu-Tang fan. Huge. He wears their shirts. Yep. Um, they yeah. did it. They did a collab with System of a Down, which is pretty damn sweet. So, yeah, just just had to talk about some old school hip hop because I I love that shit. Nice. I'd say I'd say I'd say EDM is probably what I would listen to right after metal. But then, like some like l- like I said, the Prodigy is my favorite not metal artist. Okay. Probably. Okay. But after that, I give me any old school hip hop. I'll I'll take it. Okay, cool. Are you are you an East Coast guy or a West Coast guy? West Coast, gangster rap. Yeah, I agree, but that's tough because Wu Tang is East Coast. Yeah, I, I think so is like uh, Nas and like Jay Z and shit. Yeah. But then you start to listen to like Lil Wayne and like Snoop Dogg and yeah. N.W.A. and it's just like you can't you can't not love Cool it. J. Like there's yeah there's a lot of great ones. I'd say Lil- the, the the really good East Coast guys are really damn good, and I mean I love them. It's just I across feel like, the board the West Coast. Yes, exactly. It, and now it's starting to be like uh, Atlanta, Florida. Atlanta's a huge rep. Miami, and we cannot forget about Detroit. Right. And that brings us to our next guy. I will let you take it from here. B Rabbit, Slim Shady. <laughs> uh, Please stand up. 
Mr. Hi, my name is. He doesn't need any introductions. Uh, Eminem, of course. Yes, sir. Probably my favorite non-metal artist. Yep. My favorite rapper of all time, for sure. By far, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he's from Detroit, so what's not to love? Uh, They play him at Lions games. They play him at pretty much any Detroit sports sporting event. They're going to hear Eminem. Uh, And he's just an anomaly. I can't put my finger on it. How so? Uh, just in terms of like his popular, I mean, he's like white, right? Right. And rap is, or hip hop is, uh, predominantly is, black. Yeah. And invented by black people. Right. Uh, you could, yeah. So, and he's like the best rapper of all time, in my opinion. I would agree. I mean, we're obviously biased cause we're from the same place he is, but a lot of people would be like, a lot of people would agree with us. I was also, no, I was going to say a lot of people would want to shoot us for saying that yeah. in terms of just because there's people would put out like Tupac or, uh, Biggie. Biggie or like... Uh, NWA, I mean, if you're talking a singular rapper, yeah, Tupac and Biggie is our... And I'm just saying in terms of like rapping, like in a rap battle, no one's going to touch Eminem. I agree. Because, I mean... He's just you, you watch 8 Mile, I mean, that's that's fictional, but like it's true. He does that to people. Yeah. And you watch his freestyles, he does that to people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's the GOAT. You know, he might not be the best songwriter but he's the best rapper. But I, he mind. is a great songwriter too, I think. I mean... He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he wears his influences on his sleeve. Like He's like, yeah, I love rock. Obviously, I grew, I grew up listening to rock yeah. and you can hear that. He has that song with... Uh, he, he he makes rock songs sometimes, like, obviously. Like Berserk is pretty rock, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lose Yourself has some guitar on it. Yeah. Every, you know, everyone knows that guitar intro. There's probably a bunch more that we're forgetting. There is. Um, and his lyrics are just harsh. Yeah. If you listen to some of them, yeah. uh, I, I have Kill one. Shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but like people overlook his early stuff. His early stuff is all about That's like. That's his best stuff in my opinion. Mine too. Uh, it's all about like killing and torturing and like murdering <laughs> yeah. people. I mean, you look at the cover of, I think it's, is it the Slim Shady? It's his wife in the trunk. Yeah. That, that album cover is metal as fuck. It's like dope. under that moon. Yeah. D- dark clouds. Oh, it's so and, sick. And his, uh, his alter ego is like Slim Shady and yeah. he's like a serial like chainsaw murderer. <laughs> yeah. That's like his alter ego. Like, come yep. on, that's dope. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just have one song on here as an uh, example. Stay Wide Awake. Do you know that song? I don't think I do. Off of Relapse? See, that era of Eminem is my least favorite okay. era of Eminem, so. This song is good. Okay. He says, um, why don't I try to make your pussy wider? Fuck with you, fuck you with an umbrella and open it up while the shit's inside you. Jesus Christ. And that's the whole song. <laughs> that's the whole song? Like, that's what the whole song is about. Oh. It's just about, like, killing and raping and murdering people. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, highly controversial. What's more metal than being controversial, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, anything else you want to add? I mean. About Eminem? Him being the goat is up for opinion. He's definitely in the top five, at least. You cannot deny he is the most successful rapper of all time. Yeah, yeah. High like, selling, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, actually, maybe not in the next 10 years, but... because All right, don't even get me started. I'm just saying highest selling. I know. But like every album he's came out with since whatever, he, he has never not had a number one album. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. only artist to ever do that. And he, he's a billionaire now probably I yeah. mean I don't know for yeah, sure part of that but... too is you know Dr. Dre put him on oh, and yeah. stuff and makes his beats absolutely um, so he he's uh, a part of the part to blame for that yeah that who, success who Dr. Dre obviously was part of NWA for those who have been living under a rock but I, I just 
Raph like that, I feel like see you have stories like that, but then you have stories like Killshot, where it's like I feel like rap is very they're all at each other's throats. Whereas okay. whereas metal is more supporting of each other. Yeah. But then you hear stuff like Dr. Dre. Dude, Dre is responsible for I don't know how many people's careers. So why he's a billionaire. Yeah. And I mean he he might be the goat for all I'm concerned, at yeah. least production wise. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Eminem is the man. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh do you have another one? Is that the, is that your last one? That John? was that was all I had. So That's all you had? Okay. Yeah. You have the floor. Okay. My good sir. I'm gonna try and make this quick because we're at an hour. That's fine. So I'm gonna go try to make it. it like another half hour, hour and a half. I don't wanna go I don't wanna go to two. Yeah, definitely. That not. might be too long for our, our but, show. But like I said, this is the one episode where we that's talk true. about yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that's not metal. Yeah, so we, yeah. It's fine if it's long. Okay. Uh so yeah, Brennan kind of covered it all as he usually does. Um the roots of metal and all that stuff. Um so I guess I'll just yeah, so he I mentioned two out of my five. Okay. Eminem and Jerry Cantrell okay. um, out of my top five non-metal artists. Oh, yes. I forgot the whole person you want to do this episode for. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll uh, wait to do the, the So I'm going to do this out of order. Okay. Uh, so the next person on my list here is Rasputina. Uh-huh. Where are my notes about Rasputina? Here they are. They are a cello rock band from New York. So the cello is like the main melodic instrument okay. in their music. Uh... And they take influences from the Victorian era. So they they're, they kind of have some classical influence. Definitely. They, okay. They, I, they're a cello classical symphonic. Rock band. Symphonic. Symphonic. Yeah. yeah. And they dress up like in like old timey dresses and shit. Like That's when sick. Queen Victoria ruled, and okay. like all, their subject matter is about that stuff. Okay. So it's pretty unique. Yeah. And I shot one of their shows. Really. Yeah. When they were, it was a small venue somewhere in Detroit. Do you remember what it was called? No. Okay. Uh, they had a harpist there, uh, and the main, uh, the main singer and cello player and the creator of the band is, her name is Melora Krieger. Okay. And the reason, the way that I found out about them is, first of all, their name is metal as fuck, Rasputina. Yeah. You know, obviously off the Rasputin. Rasputin, The, yeah. the Russian rah, guy. Rah, Rasputin. Is that a real song? <laughs> yeah. You know Rasputin? What is it? Is it for him? I mean, yeah. Uh, is it like a Russian, like... <laughs> National anthem. You have to know that okay, song. Okay, no, I, I don't think I do. All right, I'll play it for you sometime. Okay. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Melora Krieger. No, you're yes. fine. She is the creator of the band. I I really don't know where I was going with that. Oh, oh, the way that I found out about them was they have a cover of Tourniquet by Marilyn Manson, and it's really? cello and like classical. Okay. It's on YouTube. It's very interesting. Okay. And that's how I found out about them. Like, oh, they're cool. And uh, they're heavy. Okay. Um, I like symphonic shit, so I'm gonna yeah. check them out. If you want to listen to them, I'd I'd say listen to the song Rats. Rats. Yeah. Okay. Rats. It's good. Not by Ghost. Not but by, by Ghost. Rasputina. No, I know you're gonna say that. <laughs> Rasputina. They're good. Okay. Uh, the next one, uh, which is the one artist I wanted to focus on for my portion. I was gonna say, um, it's funny, Rasputina covered tourniquet and so did this next artist right yeah yeah okay okay uh nicole dollinger i've been listening to her a lot Mm -hmm. she's a canadian singer uh Uh, so yeah the way that i found out about her was actually through a friend uh the first song i heard from her was uh, a song called dog teeth okay and then i found out that she has a cover of tourniquet no 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 the nobodies by marilyn manson 
That's what it is. Okay. On YouTube. And she also has a cover of The Reflecting God. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, to describe her, she's like a very high vocal register singer. It's usually just her and a guitar, so pretty stripped down music. Yep. And she is like, she has a high octave type of voice. Like very, very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She has a, a wide range or like... No, no. She's just super high pitched. Falsetto? Falsetto. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking okay. for. She has a falsetto vocals. Okay. Um, and her first four records were recorded while she was on bed rest from anorexia. Oh my. So she was literally dying. Yeah. And all like pretty much all her music is has to do with um, like mental health, mm-hmm. uh, BDSM, uh, heartbreak, self-harm, yeah. death, taboo subjects. And... You can see where that came from because she was literally dying, couldn't get out of bed, and she just made like four records that way. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. Crazy, right? That is very crazy. Um, Her album covers are, they're pretty metal. <laughs> some of them are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I put her on here because of her her lyrics and the way she makes me feel when I listen to her. She is way more dark, scary, harrowing, than any metal artist I could name. Who is? Nicole Dollinger. She she really? scares me more. Her music scares me more than any Slipknot song. Any metal song that you could name. What? Nicole Dollinger is scarier to me. Wow. Did you listen to that playlist I made you? I did not. Okay, that's fine. But you, you obviously know what she sounds like. I, I have, yes. As you know, I've seen her in concert before, so yeah. I've listened to her. Um, yeah, I, I'm familiar. She is frightening. Yeah, I, I'll tell you more about it after this because might not want to put this on air. Oh, but, scandalous! Um, <laughs> a couple of her songs have uh, personal um, sentiments attached to them. Okay, I listened to her after I broke up with my girlfriend, <laughs> okay. my most recent girlfriend. Okay, on repeat. Okay. Um, and yeah, like I said, her lyrics are pretty metal. Uh, and I have the lyrics for one particular particular song pulled up. It's Poacher's Pride, mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite songs by her. Yep. And it's about her killing an angel. Wow. And the lyrics are, one day it will come to claim its pound of flesh. When it's done, there won't be anything left. Uh, and I know one day hell will catch up with me and I'm sure that I will burn eternally. Wow. But the way that she sings it, you know, it doesn't sound yeah, yeah, yeah. scary or anything, but um, the subject like nice matters. and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she hangs out with, uh, she was on Code Orange's 2017 tour, which Evan went to yeah. and saw her. Yeah. Uh, she did the vocals for my Full name, of- My name is Brendan, by the way. Evan. But, but Evan was there too, so. You were there too? Yeah. Did I say Evan or Brendan? You said, he said Evan. Okay. I think you meant me. No, but- I meant Evan. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. You, you guys are both there. Yeah. I was just uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Evan and Brendan were both there but I, I was I was thinking about the time that Evan told us that story yes exactly okay fuck you <laughs> she hangs out with a lot of hardcore bands um do you know the, the the group Full of Hell oh yeah she did the vocals for the title track off their EP yeah. Trumpeting Ecstasy yeah uh, she was also as we talked about she was featured on Code Orange's new album yeah she did yeah. some background vocals yeah so. so she hangs out with a lot of metal guys yeah which it's sick. Yeah. And you w- you might not expect it yeah. from how she sounds. Yeah. Uh, she also, uh, Twitching Tongues was on that tour, right? Yep. Yeah. She's cool. Uh, and like Evan said, 
her music didn't really fit in with everyone else. So everyone at the <laughs> show was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But she, her music is more dangerous to me than anyone's set list on that tour by far. <laughs> that's, that's a bold statement. I'll, I'll tell you more about it later. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that's my whole spiel on Nicole Dallinger. Okay. Um, she will definitely be on this week's playlist Okay. because she's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one on my list. Mm-hmm. I know we said we weren't going to do any rock bands. Okay. But I put here, Nin question mark? Nin? Nine, Nine, Inch, Nine Nails, Inch Nails. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross now. Right. Uh, yeah. They're metal. No. Yeah. They're a rock band. But they're metal. <laughs> they're an industrial rock band. But they're metal. That's why they're on this list. That's why we're talking about them today. But they're not heavy metal. They are. Their first, all right, maybe not so much anymore. After their first EP, name name a he, name a heavy metal song that's not off of Broken. From Cl- Nine Inch Nails metal song. Closer. No, it's not metal. Yeah, it is. It is because That is the, of the, the heaviest bass line. What do you mean not metal? Huh? How is it? You don't, you wouldn't consider the Downward Spiral album to be metal. I do, but. So you do. That's why they're on this list. Be, all right. No, to be totally fair, they, they are like in between. They are one of those in between bands where it's like, are they metal? Or are they not? I guess. Okay. To answer your question, I would say the Downward Spiral is industrial metal, but the Fragile is not industrial metal. Yeah, I would agree with that. Neither is. We're in this together. That's, that's a pretty heavy song. Yeah, but there's no like, Nine Nails has not really done anything with like crazy fast drum beats. There's, they don't really use guitar what? riffs. They're more of a they're more of an industrial band, just industrial, than they are. But they play instruments. Yeah. Pretty dude. Pretty. You know, I love Pretty Hate Machine. That album is just. Driven. That's not metal. It's yeah, it is. No, it's not, dude. That is their most bass-driven album, I would say. Bass-driven, yeah. I wouldn't say it's heavy metal. I would. <laughs> really? Dude, Sin? That song is heavy as shit. Is that the one that starts, I'm drunk. <laughs> you know what song I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do, but I don't know if it's Sin. Okay. It comes down to this. Your kiss. Yeah. That, that song is, or that album is more industrial, I'd say. Just regular industrial. That That is pop Pop. It, it's the perfect synth in, in, industrial. Yes, it is synth pop metal. Sure. And Ghostmane, who we will be talking about on the Underground episode a lot, Ghostmane's all-time favorite music artist is Nine Inch Nails, and Ghostmane is metal as fuck. True. So, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. So I get okay. What's the last word for what Nine Inch Nails is? They are synth metal, industrial synth metal. I would say industrial metal. Not like, but when I think industrial metal, I think like Ministry and Ramstein. Exactly. That's why they don't really, they're an industrial rock band that. But they're heavy as shit. But they're heavy as shit. That's why I put them here. They're right on the line. Of, they are right on the line. And they have metal songs too, like yeah. uh, Big Man with a Gun. Yeah. Star Fuckers. Oh yeah. But then you think about songs like Reptile. Yeah. Is that a metal song? He screams at the end, but the heaviness comes from the synths. Yeah. And, and, and the lyrics. Too, yeah. Oh obviously. man, that's tough. Um, They're not anymore. Their early shit is very heavy. 
Or, yeah, yeah. You listened to Broken Witch? <laughs> yeah, I did. It it's was not metal. No, Me, that's what I'm saying. They're not anymore. That's what, yeah. They're, they're right in between. Yeah. But they're definitely metal. <laughs> so, right, right, right. No right. one can tell me that they're not. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Should you do pick of the week? Let's do it. Okay, what you got? My pick of the week, as I mentioned, my favorite artist that is not metal is The Prodigy. Yeah. If you're going to get into this, this band with any album, it is their, their biggest album and best album, which is called Fat of the Land. It is, it is fire. Okay. I mean, fire, fire starter is on there. That's like their signature song, but okay. breathe is probably my favorite song by them. Smack my bitch up is <laughs> one of the heaviest songs you'll ever hear. Okay. They're, they just go hard. Nice. So yeah, huge shout out to the prodigy and rest in peace, Keith. Cool. How about you? My pick is Nicole Dellinger. Of course. Because uh, like I said, I've been listening to her a lot lately. Yep. I don't know why. Maybe I'm depressed. <laughs> uh, it is Curdled Milk, which is her yep. first album. Right. Um, and yeah, she wrote it while she was literally dying of anorexia. So. Awesome. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So so it's it's a pretty happy, happy-go-lucky kind yeah, of album. Yeah, yeah. L- definitely listen to that at your next family get-together. Right, right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trivia. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Because this is... Okay, so mine is about Nicole. Okay, then I'm probably not going to get it. Brendan has seen and listened to Nicole Dallinger on his own without me telling him to, so he should know at least a little bit. I've done it literally once. Where is the surname Dallinger taken from? Like what? What inspired her to, to name her artist, her artistry, Nicole Dallinger? Because that's not her real name. Actually I think you pronounce it Dollinganger, by the way, because there's there's two angs. I I didn't do that because it sounds weird. It does sound. And weird. And someone told me that I was dumb and that I was pronouncing it wrong, <laughs> so I've just said it as Dollinger. Nicole Dollinganger is how it is written. Sure. But yeah, just for all right. Um, like, are you asking me? Like, my last name is Flum, and that is from Germany. No, is no, that no, what I'm you're at, asking me? What piece of media? Did she take that from and is and is influenced by? Dollinganger. Every time I, I hear that or say that, I think of Doppelganger. <laughs> so, Dollinganger. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I killed the trivia last time. I got both yeah, questions. Yeah, because you're asking me these stupid-ass questions. That was like that one time you asked me, uh, what was, you asked me a stupid-ass question once. No, I didn't. You asked me about the first concert that Metallica did after it was the first show after Randy got freed from prison freed and from you, pri- that's so random you, how the fuck would I know that because that's like the best comeback in metal history and you claim that Lamb of God is like your favorite band I, fe- I feel like you should know that well I don't so what is not what does Dallinger mean I don't fucking know it comes from the 1979 gothic novel Flowers in the Attic and it's the first book in the Dallinger series so she takes lyrical inspiration from this book series and the name that's it. Sick, dude. <laughs> what do you got, bitch? Fuck you. I killed you in trivia last time. Okay. Another Nicole question. Really? Yeah. Fuck my ass. Yeah, fuck your ass. What was the concert lineup when I saw her live? So top to bottom? Yeah. Or I'll go bottom to top. Yeah, do it. <sighs> yeah, fuck you. Nicole first. 
Are you... So I'm going to go through. Nicole first. No. Fuck my life. Okay, I'm going to say whoever was first. Fuck, I have it here. I have it here. I know I have it here. You can't look it up? It's on my sheet. Okay, I'm going to say... So you're you're looking it up. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to guess the opener... I guess I should just I should just guess. I'll just guess. I'll, I'll do the whole thing. I'm gonna say four bands, right? That's oh, fuck. Okay, I don't know who the opener was. <laughs> I'm gonna say opener, Nicole, Twitching Tongues. No, no, no. Code Orange, Twitching Tongues. <laughs> Bro, what? no, Twitching Tongues, Code Orange. Shh. That's that's final answer right there. What is the final answer? Opening band, Nicole Dollinger, Twitching Tongues, Code Orange. No. Fuck, what is it then? The opening band was Vane. Oh, I knew that. And then it was Twitching Tongues. Then Nicole? <laughs> Dude, people are probably pissed off. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, I was standing there like, what the fuck is this? You didn't Dude. like it? No, you didn't like, love it? I would have loved it. Well, dude. I would have moshed if I was there. And the reason I... <laughs> I'm so serious. I would have I thrown an elbow at you. The only one moving during the whole set because everyone was just standing there staring at her, baffled out of their minds. Who was you were? Everyone, everyone. No, no, who, who was the only one moving? No one. Oh, was I'd moving. be. I'd be. The only I know one. that you. You I would, would be start the only mosh pit. one. Because people were just staring at her. Yeah. The reason I ask you this question is because I've told you this story on a on a multitude of occasions. Yeah. Because it goes Vane, who is hardcore as fuck. Yeah, I've listened. Twitching tongues, who's like kind of metal, like they're metal, but they're like. Not not really my cup of tea. Okay. And then Nicole comes on with with just her. She sings like slow love songs. Yep. With no drums. No, just a guitar. Just her and a guitar. She was playing guitar? Or did she have a guitarist? <sighs> I can't remember. Okay. And then Code Orange came on and obliterated well, the entire place. Yeah, so it probably made it better because it was like everyone's it like, did. what the fuck? And then right. yes, Code Orange. exactly. And I... I analogize that to when Die Antwoord opened for Slipknot, a download. That was the worst thing that ever happened. I didn't even watch that set, and I still got on the rail. Dude, Where I... Brendan pissed himself to be. <laughs> Dude. I got to see Batushka, Nea Bliviscaris, uh, what's that one ba- uh, death metal band that has all the surgical tools as their album cover? Oh, uh, Carcass. Carcass. Oh, dude. Meanwhile, Brendan had to watch Die Antwoord. Uh, who else did you see? Dude, you I... You didn't leave the rail all day, right? I didn't. Dude, it, it was literally an ocean of people. A fucking ocean. It was, but I was in the middle of it once I... I dude, I, I have zero regrets because I loved every band on that main stage that day. Die Edward? You loved them? I wouldn't say loved them, <laughs> but they were... Okay, it went Alien Weaponry. They were cool. They were very cool. Uh, you remember Royal Republic? They sucked. No, they were kidding. sick. They were fine. They weren't metal. But they played Battery and South of Heaven. So, yeah, so that's but I don't metal. want to hear Battery and South of Heaven by Royal Republic. I want to hear Battery by Metallica and South of Heaven by Slayer. I would rather see Battery live by Royal Republic than I would Metallica. Because Metallica is not good live. So Royal Republic Anymore. was fine. They were cool. Eh. And then... You could have seen Carcass, which would have been way cooler. I guess you're not wrong. Um, Power Trip, of course. I saw that one. I went back for that one. Behemoth. They fucking ripped it. It was it was cool, but yeah. You you don't like Behemoth that much, do you? They're all right. I feel like that's how a lot of metalheads feel about them, but they're so good. Not really. They're not. They're good. They're, they're not good so good. 
They're good musicians. Yeah. And they look cool. They put on a good show. That's for sure. Why don't you like them? Well, why don't you love them? Because. Is it the vocals? It's that. And it's like. That's what everyone says. They hate the vocals. There's, there's no groove. To, that, to, that is true. No, that, that's very true. Yeah. It's like the tritone thing. It's like, it's just like uncomfortable. Right. But they also, they, all, they obviously have their core fans. Yeah, that is true. I was talking to the Scottish guy on the bus back after that day, <laughs> and he's like, I just, uh, Behemoth kind of put me off there, eh? Yeah. I just, I, I couldn't really get into him. And I was like, oh, is it like the vocals are too heavy for you? To, no, I wasn't too heavy. I just, I didn't like it very much. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I had a whole conversation with this Scottish dude. He's like, this is really off topic. He's like, so do you like whiskey, eh? And I was like, yeah, I like whiskey. Like, oh, what's up? He's like, there's a few good distillers around here. You can, uh, you can taste whiskey all day for 20 quid. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you were, I could, I couldn't barely hear. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, what are you saying to me? Yeah, yeah. He had a heavy accent. Right. But yeah, he was cool. And then, oh, you know who else who I always forget about is Skindred. Did you see that set? No, it probably sucked. Dude, it was one of the best shows of the whole weekend. Are they a metal band? Yeah, they're like uh, industrial kind of new metal. I've never listened to them. I, I, knew, I know that they were there. I just, right. I've never listened to them. And I would have never seen them if I didn't stand there all day. So I'm very glad you I did. could have seen Nea Obliviscaris. I don't, I'm glad I didn't see that. You said they sucked anyway, right? It didn't suck. There no, was like I didn't something, say that. You said there was something wrong with their audio? Batushka's. Oh, okay. It was bad. Okay, okay. Bad, disappointing. And then Trivium was, they, they were good as always. And then Diane were then Slipknot. Nice. So I have zero regrets about not seeing anything else on any other stage that day. I got into new bands. There you go. So there we go. All right. I don't know how we got on this tangent. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Well, one hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go because I want you to go after me. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say after. Okay. Okay. Um, my one hot minute is about how. Metal is about the attitude that you bring. Mm-hmm. The heaviest, heaviest band is not the one that tunes the lowest or mm-hmm. plays the fastest. Mm-hmm. It's the one that will kick everyone else's ass in the mm-hmm. after show. Mm-hmm. They're the one that will rip everyone else's head off with their bare teeth and <laughs> use their body as an instrument. That is what makes a person metal. You don't have to play a guitar and drop D to be metal. You can be... Nicole Dollinger with your little acoustic guitar, but if you're, if you've got positive mental attitude and you're heavy in your mind, then you can be metal. Mm-hmm. And that's why Nine Inch Nails is one of the heaviest bands and one of the most influential bands of the modern era. Yep. Because they have the attitude of whatever floats in the ether and comes down and makes metal artists. Right. So that's about it. Okay. I, I second everything you just said. Um, yeah, so we've talked about Bass Nectar a little bit. Um, the reason I didn't include him on my list of favorite EDM artists, uh, is cause you know, he kind of- rapist? Right, right. He's a, no, I'm asking you. No, like, yeah. Oh, I, Do you, okay. Are you not familiar? I think I heard, I think that, uh, yeah, so, okay. so continue. He's a rapist? Um, okay, let me just, let me just, he canceled himself. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of, we're living in a cancel culture. True. People are getting canceled, uh, probably for good reason. Some of them, um, Bass Nectar admitted his wrongdoing though. Um, he, I think he was just, dude, he's Bass Nectar. He's like the most popular DJ 
of, of nowadays, or he was. Agreed. So that's going to get you a lot of groupies, you know, for lack sure. of lack of a better term. Okay. Um, so he admitted that he would, yes, he would have relations with underage people. Often? I don't know the extent of it. So it wasn't about him admitting one incident? No. I think it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was an ongoing thing for some period of time. When was that, you know? I think we found out about it sometime over quarantine, early in quarantine, I think. You know when it happened, though, the incidents, or is it not specified? It, I mean, it's... Why I, would he just admit there had to be a, some sort of lawsuit? He wouldn't he, just say beca- that. No, he did, because he was like, I, I can't live with myself. I can't continue going on uh, ma- making music for you guys and have you guys worship me if I'm... So he admitted that he had he knew about... The yep. underage yes. situations, and he still did whatever. Right. And that, wow. is, that is my understanding of it, at least. I haven't right. looked into this in a while, but... Wow. Yeah, it's... So it is, he is a rapist. Yes. By, by definition, he is a rapist. Crazy. But, uh... I mean, at least, at least, I guess, is the word that would be used. He said something, right? Because we wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah, I mean... And he's trying to be better... There had to have been some sort of loss. Right. I, I, Your I, management isn't going to let you admit that unless there was some type of reason. Right. I. And again, it's like how like you can't go out in public if you're a celebrity because you just can't. It's like that. Yeah. He he could have had anyone he wanted. Yet he chose to do the things he did. Isn't, well, isn't that what people in power always do? They always want more. They want I, what they can't have. I know. And Probably a lawsuit. Yeah. I again. I I really don't know the full details, but. My, my point that I'm trying to make is, like I said, we're living in a cancel culture where people come forward about other people. He admitted it. So like you said, at least he admitted it. That, in my book, makes him better than a lot of other people who, for, for all we know, could still be famous right now because people they did wrongdoing to have not come forward. Right. Um, and this, this goes back to the whole thing about separating the artist from the art. Because th- this guy was literally the best, the best DJ of our lifetime, I would say. Like, at least the most, yeah. the most popular. Yeah, I'd agree. So, it's, it's weird. It's like, I, I haven't listened to him since we went to that uh, freestyle show. So, it's like, do, do I go listen to him? Or, y- you know, like, yeah, I, I'm conflicted about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can also ask that about like, uh, like, like, uh, artists that have passed away, you know, like, well, what, what was that line? What do you mean? Like Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is, that is very true. You know what I'm saying? Like. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Or like, uh, yeah, that's the biggest one. Or like, or like, uh, I guess this is kind of different, but like Bill Cosby, can I watch the Cosby show now? Can I not? Was he raping women when he made that? Like. And I think he was. I think that was proven. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, dude. Like, how can I watch this now? Or if I'm a big fan, like, right. long-time fan, now that I found out about this, like, I don't know how to feel. So it definitely is weird. It's, it is. And it's just so unexpected because, like I said, he is, like, Michael Jackson was the king of pop. Bass Nectar was the king of sound, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's just a very weird situation. I don't really know how to feel about it. Understandable. That, that's why I wanted to, to talk about it and yeah. 
as we talked, we talked about before separating the artist from the art. It's because the, the art is so good. People, yeah. And people have different opinions about that. Yeah. About separation. Yeah. So and how much separation there can be. Right. And when, when all this COVID shit is over, like, is, is this quarantine? Like, is this making him a better person? Is he going to come out of this and like, you know, have a career after this? Like, or, yeah. or is he like canceled now? You well, know? I, I haven't seen anything about it. So therefore he probably will. People overlook things for people that they like. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. But this is different. I feel like. I didn't even know about it. So therefore he, it didn't show up on my social media. Right. So that means that it, sh- it couldn't have gotten passed around that much. It, it wasn't like a global canceling, you know, like, uh, well, cause he's not, he was never like, like, let's say base nectar died. He, they're not going to talk about base nectar on mainstream news. Right. Like it might like, I don't know who, who, who got canceled last. Who was like the most recent one you can think of? What do you mean? Like person that got canceled on the, on social media. Anybody? Yeah. Just like the most recent one. Um, I can't even think about. I can't either. Doja Cat, maybe. What did she do? Oh, the four chan. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it crossed both of our radars, so therefore, it was a big deal. But ba- I didn't even know about Base Nectar. Right. So I'm saying they probably didn't try to cancel him. Yeah, I, I really he, don't know. I don't know either. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to conclude. <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just, it's just weird, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of gray areas in music. Yeah. That's one of them. So, you know, another one is drugs, which we've talked about. Yeah. But drugs is, drugs are more accepted than the, the stuff Bass Nectar did. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, do I support this artist that's killing himself slowly? And by listening to them, I feel their drug addiction. Well, as you talked about on the last episode, like drug problems like and just any kind of problem at all like fuels good art yeah to but an extent to an extent yeah good art but you know you listen to the song like junkhead by Allison and yeah. that's not telling people to not do drugs that's telling people i do a lot of drugs and it's cool yeah basically you know what i'm saying it's like i'm what's buying my I, drug of choice well, what yeah. have you got yeah i don't go broke and i do it a lot he's not saying don't do it he's just saying i'm a, i'm a fucking junkie and that's it and i love it so when you buy that album, you know, if he were still alive, you're giving, you're supporting whatever, you're supporting the artist. You're not necessarily supporting drug addiction, yeah. but you're supporting an artist that supports drug addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why people get pissed about um, separating art from artist. Right. It's, it's, it is a very tough I'll, situation. I'll tell you my, my thing. I, I listen to whoever I want, whenever yeah. I want. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, I, I guess, I, Yeah. So if I really don't like a person, I won't listen to them. Right. But if I really like their music, I'll listen to it. Regardless. Regardless. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, that's obviously fair. It's just, I like I said, I just don't know what to make of all this. That, that's all it is. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of, I get what you're saying. Cause like, I will at the end of the day, listen to what I, what I want to. But as you know, I listen to my music based on what concerts I'm going to for the most part, or at least that's how I did it before COVID. Right. So therefore, that's the last time I listened to Bass Nectar. I have no reason to listen to him now. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I feel like I'm especially not going to go out of my way to do it now because go of Go out of your way, yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Art is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. 
It really is. I think that it can stand outside of a person. I think that's the, that's the point of it, is it not? Yeah, and I mean, the other thing is like, Kevin Spacey, obviously, is a prime example of a guy who got canceled and <laughs> probably for good reason. Yeah. But like, he's in so many damn good movies, some of which are my all-time favorites. Some of which he's a villain in. So yeah. it's kind of like, you can hate Most him. Most of which. You can hate him a little bit more. He's a villain in, in uh, uh, Call of Duty too. Did you know that? I didn't. He plays a villain character in Call of Duty in cutscenes. Okay. And it was, yeah, it's just, that's it. He plays a lot of villains. That's cool. Yeah. But my, my point is like, how can I watch those movies now? W- watching him on screen when I know all the terrible shit that he's doing. Right. I don't know. It, it, it is very weird. No, like yeah, it is for sure. And, and there's definitely those kinds of people for me that yeah. I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. But like, you're going to go home and listen to Thriller, right? Yeah, dude. Everyone Mike, is. Mike, that, Michael's got some bangers, dude. When I say like, you, I mean everyone. You're going to go home and listen to Billie Jean. Billie. That shit's hot. Well. But when, you got to understand that, you know, he was probably touching kids when he made this. And but I this think, is still good. I think that's why the song Bad is You like know that. I'm bad. I'm bad. <laughs> All right. That was terrible. We, we got to end it. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> We got to cut it off there. Yeah. Michael was abused as a child. All right. Let's. All right. We're done. We're done. <laughs> That's the argument that people have though. That, that was like 10 hot minutes right that there. That was. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I, I loved being in the studio for this one. Yeah. If, it does feel really good. It feels different. It feels more legit. I think it feels more legit. And I just, I think, I just think I feel better because I can just like, yeah, I don't I, have to be like this. I like doing this too. Like have an elbow support when I point at you. Yes. This is, I can like. <laughs> There's back support. <laughs> yeah. I can move around a little bit. I think I get antsy when we do it in my room. Yeah. Definitely a little claustrophobic. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, so this felt great. Uh, yeah. Hope you folks at home enjoyed. Yes. See you in the next pod. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, listen to the Hours of Power, which takes place in that studio right there. Right right next to us right, right where now. they can see. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that is on every Thursday night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., when are we going on there? Are we going on there soon? Hopefully, because now we can be back in the station. We'll see, I guess. So, yeah, uh, check out me and George on the Hours of Power. At some point, we'll obviously let you know when that's going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, you can also stream it on our website, impact89fm.org. You got it. Um, yeah, anything else we're missing? I think we pretty much aired out everything. We're going to have a, a, pl- a companion playlist in the link below. Oh, yeah. For, for this one. This will be our only one that doesn't have true metal true metal on, on it. it so if you're looking to branch out into some other things that was almost my one hot minute about just get over yourself stop being an elitist branch out into some other genres because yeah, there's yeah. great stuff out there right so yeah that'll be in the description below um i always feel like we're forgetting something i don't this time i think we got everything okay metal that's gonna sound terrible for you Woo! to edit <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> shit <laughs> Not bad. You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Middle Boy!